if you wanted the chatbot to say pants are optional but preferred or appreciated, you could do that, right? Just just like that little bit of like silliness might be the perfect representation of your brand. Welcome to the Talent Experience Show, your look at what's happening right now in recruitment, talent acquisition, talent management, and of course, our favorite, HR tech. I'm Devin Foster. My name is Tom Tates. We are on the marketing team here at Phenom. And as always, I like to pay the bills up front. Got to keep that credit score uh, nice and high, right? Uh, This podcast, of course, is proudly produced by the team at Phenom. We are a global HR tech company with the purpose of helping a billion people find the right job and discover their true potential. You can learn more at Phenom and you can learn more about our platform uh, by heading over to phenom.com. If you want to check out a great episode last week, uh, Devin and I talked about help1billion.com. So I want to give a quick shout out to that. Uh, In that episode, we talked all about uh, some of the ways that we're partnering with some great Uh, companies and great organizations to help people who are laid off or furloughed find jobs right now. Uh, So if you want to check that out, help1billion.com and and dig into the archives. That was a great episode, Devin. Yeah, that was a, that was a good one. And don't make jokes about credit score. That's, that's important. That that is certainly important. Uh, Today we are talking about rolling up the sleeves on your career site and putting it to work. Uh, That's right. We're talking about leveraging FAQs, automated emails uh, and chatbot to reduce questions and recruiter overhead. Yeah, and I think this is definitely something that a lot of recruiters that that we've talked to uh, and a lot of activity that we're seeing out in the market right now in this space, uh, recruiters might find themselves in a position where they're short-staffed. Um, so if you had a very large re- recruiting team, recruitment team, and all of a sudden uh, your jobs were either pulled uh, or you went on a hiring freeze, it's very possible that a good portion of your team has been furloughed. Uh, so that you're, you're, you're temporary not working, right? So you have recruitment teams who are understaffed or, or at least not as heavily staffed as they once were. Uh, but what we're also seeing is with, with job seeker activity surging right now because of unemployment, uh, there is still a lot, of, uh, a lot of traffic and a lot of activity going to your career sites. Um, so there's this interesting seesaw, you know, where you have less, you have less, people on your team uh, who can manage the traffic and take advantage of the traffic, support job seekers who are coming to your site, looking for open roles, asking questions. Um, you have decreased staff, but you have an increase in active activity, right? So how do you do, how do you do this? How do you, how do you rectify this? How do you manage communication? How do you keep job seekers engaged given this mismatch? Uh, one solution uh, that Devin and I were talking about, and we thought, you know, this would be a great episode for the podcast, uh, is really to think of your career site as an asset, uh, a, a temporary employee, if you will, that you can put to work for you. Um, so your career site should be working for you, not against you. You know, and there's a couple different ways that we really feel that you can you can do this to really maximize um, how how well your career site's working for you. We're going to cover a couple of those today. Yeah, Tom, and it's interesting that you we, we phrase this as allowing your career site to work for you, right? Because when we think of career sites in general, we, we mostly think it's it's an opportunity to attract new talent, to get new talent in the door. And when we're in a circumstance 
um, such as the one that we've been placed in with the pandemic, um, we kind of have to reevaluate the purpose of a career site. We have to think about what is its, its real use case, right? It's, it's for people to find jobs, but it's also to keep them informed, right? So when we, we think about that, there's a lot of uncertainty in the world, and I don't think there, there really are any experts, right? Especially when it comes to the job market, there's listen to the radio every single day. Everyone has their own theory of how we're going to recover, how we're going to get out of this. And I don't think we really know. Um, and candidates are just as uncertain as we are within the organizations, as talent acquisition teams are, as talent management teams are. We're all struggling to find this out together. And one important way that a career site can work for you uh, that's different than the traditional attracting talent is, is being transparent. And that's with frequently asked questions or FAQs. Um, people. People want to know if you're hiring. They want to know what situation your organization is in. And yes, you can't be as transparent uh, to external candidates as you potentially can be to internal employees. However, they do want to know if you're hiring for specific positions, if certain positions may be on hold. Um, by keeping your career site up to date with frequently asked questions and actual job openings that you're hiring for today uh, really will uh, kind of reduce, I think, the noise of candidates that are coming in. Uh, they'll have a centralized place where they can get answers to the questions that they need to know. Are they hiring for essential workers? Are they not? Um, and also by removing those jobs that you may not be hiring for right now, uh, you're not getting that influx of candidates for jobs that you can't simply hire for, that you can't bring people in the door for. So those are, are two ways that I think can really uh, help leverage your career site to working for you uh, during these uncertain times. Yeah, 100%. Like if your career site is is a dead end, uh, just because the, the pure fact that you don't have any open jobs right now, right, or you have very few, uh, your your career site is a, potentially a dead end uh, in that scenario, but with a really solid FAQ uh, plus a directive for people to sign up for your talent community, uh, you can quickly transform that dead end uh, into you know kind of just a wide net to carry, just bring people into your your brand uh, and let them know you know we're not hiring right now. You know, but we anticipate, you know, here, here are some of the roles that we'll be hiring in the future. So I, I agree. FAQ would be one of the best things that you could potentially put on your career site when people have so many different questions when they're coming on board for the first time, interacting with your brand for the first time. Uh, another thing that we think is incredibly important, we were talking about this earlier too, uh, is making sure that you're leveraging uh, automated email campaigns for the people who are in the process, right? So if you are in the hiring process and, you know, we've also, we're fully aware that not every single industry is is doing a hiring freeze, you know, we're just in complete turmoil. You know, uh, there are varying degrees of kind of uh, certain switches where, you know, th maybe this department is in a hiring freeze, but this other department is ramping up like crazy, right? So there's a lot of different scenarios that people find themselves in. Uh, but but we definitely see there are many industries where uh, hiring is not only um, business as usual, but it's, it's, it's ramping up, right? So for the people who are in the process, people who submit an application um, or just continue uh, through the application process, uh, any of those existing automated emails that you might have had, they might be outdated, you know? So definitely going through and making sure that the information is relevant um, and it's answering questions, not uh, encouraging people to ask more questions. You know, so if you sign up uh, or if you apply for a job, 
Uh, and, and if I were to get an email back saying like, you know, preparing for your in-person interview, you know, and, and it's directions to the office, you know, and it's all these different details about, you know, what to bring and, and what to do that's completely irrelevant in, in kind of this age of COVID-19, uh, you're going to encourage people to be emailing you with follow-up questions. And every email that you get with follow-up questions is going to take you away from doing more meaningful work that could have otherwise been saved just by updating that information, right? So update your existing automated emails. And if you don't have any automated emails, this might be a great opportunity to look into, you know, what, what tools or technology can you leverage uh, to really start to put those in place. Um, virtual video interviewing for many organizations and for many, many candidates is going to be brand new. Like we are very accustomed to just doing a phone screen uh, and then coming in, meeting face-to-face, shaking hands. Uh, I cringe at the idea of shaking hands right these days, but like <laughs> that's what we're used to. That's what we're wired for. Uh, and now all of a sudden we need to uh, use Zoom or Google Meet or other platforms uh, that we've never used before some, some people might think they need to download software. Uh, can I do this on my phone? You know, everyone's going to have so many different questions. Um, and the more questions you can answer automatically, attentively, uh, and empathetically, uh, you're going to reduce the overhead on your end of, of just needing to do this on a one-on-one basis. So uh, if you don't have automated emails, uh, that's probably the next step where I'd say, hey, put, put these to work for you. Um, and and you'll, you'll definitely take away some of the overhead and some of the work that you'll need to do on your end. Tom, that's, that's a tremendous amount of, of insight into that. And, and it sparked an idea in my head around revamping the ideas, right? We, we all want to be empathetic and sending out an email for directions to the office is, is certainly not a way to do that. Um, but throughout those automated emails, if you are you know potentially on a hiring freeze or um, un- unfortunately had to, to furlough employees, if somebody does still apply to a position that you have on your career site, um, you know, make your response, you know, here are some helpful video tips. Uh, we're getting a lot of, of candidates right now. We'll get back to you as soon as we can. Um, but be sure, you know, on throughout your interview process, don't make breakfast while you're uh, on a video interview. I was a recruiter uh, many moons ago, Tom, and I will never forget there was uh a candidate that I had in my pipeline that was was cooking eggs while I interviewed them for a position. Uh, needless to say, they did not get the role. Um, but these little things, you know, that that you can provide insight to to help people out. It was a very funny interview. Um, yeah, but yeah. It, it goes a, a long way. Um, and I mentioned organizations that that may um, be furloughing or maybe going through a hiring freeze, or quite frankly, maybe short staffed because their current team uh, is busy taking care of the kids. Uh, doing homeschooling, things like that, where their plate is full. Um, and another way to leverage technology in your career site to help is going to be the chatbot. Um, the chatbot works 24-7. Uh, no matter what company you use for chatbot, it should never turn off. Um, and it's a great way to, number one, leverage those FAQs that I had mentioned before uh, in a conversational sense. Um we as human beings are used to texting, right? That's how we communicate with our loved ones, our family and friends. Um, so it's it's something that people are accustomed to. And it also gets information into candidates' hands instantly. Um, so if they are in the interview process and they haven't heard back, they can reach out to the chatbot and say, hey, you know, what is the, the process for this? How long does it typically take? 
Um, you know, are, is this job still open? Should I still have my hopes up for this particular position? By having a chatbot on your career site, that's going to save recruiters time throughout the day um, where they have to schedule those interviews, where they have to send out those campaigns and have those one-on-one -on -one conversations. And conversations aren't going to be as easy as they were pre-pandemic, right? They, there's no, it's not a happy place out in the world right now. So letting someone uh, down when it comes to, um, you know, an opening position where, where somebody may not have been selected, that probably used to be a five to 10 minute conversations where you talked about where they you know needed improvements or, or where they fell short with the role. Um, that's going to be a longer conversation. It's a tougher conversation to have. Um, recruiters need to spend more time doing that um, rather than answering, you know, kind of tedious tasks throughout the day uh, when they can be answered simply by a, a chatbot on your career site and, and, and really serving up relevant information to candidates in real time. Yeah. I mean, we're definitely biased, uh, towards chatbots. Uh, Phenom has a conversational chatbot, Phenom bot and Devin worked extensively, uh, on a kind of state of, of chatbot performance report, uh, earlier this year, which is really awesome. We'll put a link in the show notes, just if you're interested in some of the data, uh, behind what a chatbot can really do on a career site versus career sites that don't have a chatbot. Uh, but one thing I wanted to point out, Devin, you made me think about it with, with your story about, you know, making breakfast, you know, during, during an interview, um, you can still with automated emails and with, with chatbots, you can still have interactions that don't feel robotic. Right. So I think when you think about a chatbot or an auto autoresponder and automated email, it, it feels very mechanical and robotic. Um, our team actually just released uh, a new feature for our chatbot called Chatbot Smalltalk, um, where you can actually go in and and you can modify uh, some of the responses that the chatbot will will have based on affirmative or negative responses that you might get uh, from from your candidates and job seekers. You know, so like if you wanted the chatbot to say pants are optional but preferred or appreciated. <laughs> you could do that, right? Just just like that little bit of like silliness might be the perfect representation of your brand. You know, so like if your brand has kind of like a quirky, silly, uh, fun and light brand or tone to it, um, you can inject that into your automated emails and chatbot. If you're a bit more serious, um, you can have the tone match that too. You know, so like it really just depends on your brand. Uh, but I think that a lot of people are... are uh, hesitant to really embrace automation because it might feel stiff or robotic. And there's actually a lot of ways you can transform it so it doesn't feel that way. Um, so one of the things, you know, that that we talked about is freeing up recruiter time. You know, so we have uh, FAQs that you could be putting on your sites, uh, automated emails that you could be leveraging, and we have the conversational chatbot. So if you do all these three things and you do them well, uh, as a recruiter, uh, and, you know, like, obviously you might be understaffed, like Devin said, you might have new responsibilities working at home or working remotely. Uh, but as a recruiter, if you have more free time on your hands, um, what what should you be doing with that time? And and we'll save this for another episode because I think this is a great one. Uh, and, and this is probably a great one to bring some recruiters on to talk about what they've been doing with their additional time, their free time. Right. But three things that we came up with, um, you know, the first thing you could do is have one on one conversations with top talent. You know, like this is the opportunity where like if you really want to go searching for, you know, that that 1%, like that that perfect candidate, um, you can really invest the time in it. 
uh, and you can have those one-to-one engagements and, and interactions. Uh, the other thing you could do is, uh, in addition to those automated email campaigns, you could really engage your talent community with proactive email campaigns. What valuable content could you be sending um, from from almost a marketing perspective, right? To really build up that community, provide a ton of value, proactively answer questions, um, encourage people to attend virtual events or things that you might have coming up. Um, you could be doing that. Uh, and then the last thing, which you know is relevant to any position, if you find yourself with free time during this pandemic, learn new skills, um, any new skills, you know, from uh, communication skills to, you know, learn how to do HTML and CSS, you know, which might help you a ton, a little bit of Photoshop. There's tons of amazing uh, tutorials that you could just jump on YouTube and figure out. Um, even if you want to learn like the eight different ways to tie a tie, like now is probably a good time to do that too, right? Like there's just so many ways that you could be leveling up, uh, use it, utilizing any free time that you have. Um, you know, uh, binging on net, binging on Netflix is great, you know, to, to wind down after a long day. But, you know, at a certain point, if you're doing that for four months straight or uh, five months straight, um, you know, it, it's, it's great to be able to look back on this whole period and say, you know, here's what I accomplished. Here's what I learned, you know, and, and here's how I made sure that I was better coming out of it. Um, so that's probably a whole nother episode Devin, that we could do too, is like, how do we upscale? How do we, how do we learn? How do we continue to engage ourselves uh, throughout this period? But yeah, any thoughts on any of those? Yeah. The one just popped into my mind as you were talking, um, Tom, not that I was listening, but you, you, you sparked inspiration, um, was it, Try and uh, become a sponge, right? Uh, you mentioned learning, but test out what other organizations are doing, right? Um, you know, maybe click on their application process, see what messaging that they have. I'd mentioned before, I don't think anyone's truly an expert in this current situation, um, but I think it's a, a great time to really crowdsource ideas for the future, right? See what application processes look like. See what FAQs are up on other pages. Maybe they're your favorite brands or, or something along those lines. Um, while you're online shopping for, uh, you know, your groceries or, or whatever it may be, click on their FAQ page. See what they have up on their, you know, career site. See what they're leveraging. Uh, it's a great uh, time to get ideas, um, not only for this current point in time, but also for the future. Um, we're spending a lot more time in front of our screens, I think, than we ever have before. Uh, we no longer have a commute. So now we probably spend more time on our computer, like you said, doing Netflix, online shopping, whatever it may be. Um, so it's a, a great time to, to look for ideas um, that'll help you with those one-to-one conversations, uh, those proactive campaigns, um, and also upskilling yourself. Yeah, all great suggestions. Um, we want to hear your suggestions. You know, so one of the ways that you can do that is uh, contact us. Let us know if you've been listening to the show. If you enjoy it, you can reach me on Twitter. It's probably the easiest way. My Twitter handle is at tnrt. It's four letters at tnrt. Um, or you can email me tom.tate at phenompeople.com. Uh, Devin, what's the best way for people to, uh, to get a hold of you? Uh, they can email me. That is always, always one of my favorite ways to get in touch with people. Uh, but also, uh, they can find me on Twitter. Uh, as Mac Miller said, if you can't find me, hit me on Twitter. That is a real quote. I am at D Francis Foster. Uh, so at D F R A N C I S Foster F O S C E R. It's a, it's a working title for, for my Twitter name, but you can certainly reach out to us uh, either of those ways um, and we, we'd be happy to hear from you. 
Yeah, let us know your reactions. Uh, if you've been listening to the show, let us know what you like, what you don't like, who we should get on the show uh, to interview and talk to. Uh, maybe maybe you. Maybe uh, you can be one of our guests on the show. So reach out to us. Let us know what your experience has been uh, in this this time of COVID-19. You know, we're all experiencing uh, very different things. So keep, keep in touch. Let us know. Uh, and as always... We want to thank you so much for your time, your attention. Thanks for joining us on the Talent Experience Show. Uh, you can head on over to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, uh, Overcast, Pocket Casts, wherever you listen to podcasts. You should find us there. If you don't find us there, let us know so I can go yell at uh, our, our podcast hosting company. Just kidding. I love our podcast hosting company. Hit subscribe so you get notified each and every week. Uh, and we're looking forward to bringing you new perspectives and new ideas uh, again as we continue to uh, navigate some uncharted waters and really just explore some of these topics in HR and HR tech. Uh, Devin, not only did I pay the bills this week, but I also stole your outro. Um, yeah, any final words before we uh, wrap things up? Tom, that outro may be yours to keep because you you knocked it out of the park. You know way more podcast services than I do. So I, I don't even know if I can take that one back. But no, it's it fun as always doing this with you. Um, and I look forward to uh, to having some other people on the podcast soon so we don't get tired of each other's voices and people don't get tired of ours. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Thanks so much.